1: Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: After postgame yesterday, I, I know you couldn't have been aware of the situation with Jordan Poyer. Could you just give us an update uh, on him and the rest of the health of the team? And also, if you could give me uh, an, a a some kind of explanation on why that call was not made on the sack on Josh Allen by Chris Jones. It was obviously it was a tripping, uh, you know, and why that was not called.
0: Yeah, that's not for me to talk about. I, I really don't want to go there. I, I understand what, what, you're, what you saw and what, what I saw um, outside of that. I'm not healthy for my pocketbook to go there. Let's just say that right now. Um, so, you know, the refs have a, they have a tough job, right. And, and they're doing the best that they can, uh, you know, and, um, so in terms of Jordan Poyer, uh, what, a, what a level of commitment, right. For him to drive out there, he's currently on his way back with his family. And, um, I mean, just that, that level of dedication and commitment, uh, I think goes a long way on, on our team. And it's, and he's not the only one. We've got a lot of guys, I think that would do that as well. So my hat goes off to Jordan in this case. And uh, but just overall, very grateful for for the guys that we have on our team and and how committed they are to the cause and how hard they work, how hard they prepare uh, and the leadership on this football team.
2: Just on uh, Spencer Brown's condition, uh, he had left the game.
0: Yeah, um, you know, best I can tell you right now is um, it's an ankle. I don't know anything further at this point. We'll just take it one day at a time
2: right now. Going back to Poyer, there are some concerns raised on social media and stuff. That um, just can you just go into how he was not cleared to fly, but cleared to play, and and, and just the confidence you had in your training staff to know that he was healthy uh, healthy enough to play despite this condition that prevented him from flying.
0: I'm not going to go too far into that, but I, I trust our, our medical staff, uh, in their communication, obviously with Jordan in this case. And, um, you know, our, I know our docs were heavily involved, so uh, that's, uh, I'll just leave it at that.
2: When was the decision made? Um, I mean, what, when did you all gear up to get him to drive there?
0: Well, it was a process through the week last week, obviously. I mean, it doesn't just happen all in one day and you, know, you turn around and say, Hey, why don't we drive it? It was a, you know, through, through good, healthy conversations. Uh, that our medical staff led by Nate Bresky that he had with, with Jordan. And and I'm sure Jordan then had with his family. And, uh, and then they took off on Friday after practice.
2: And I guess just the last thing, just on a different subject, just can, can, can Von Miller's presence be at all overstated perhaps, or it's not understated for certain these six games into the season, based on the impact that he's made and what you folks hoped he would do when, when, when you got him back in March?
0: Well, no, I don't think it can be understated at all. I mean, he's, he's an elite player. He's brought a mindset to our football team. Uh, he's taught uh, and brought a, brought a uh, servant leadership type of approach to our football team. And um, he's truly a special uh, human being, and, and we're happy to have him. The, uh, you used some uh, dime for a change and uh, had a few three-man rushes. Uh, I know how much you love diving into st- strategy uh, for us, uh, but let's maybe talk you could analytics, just... Mark. Let's yeah. this is something new for you, right? Let's yeah. let's do something totally uh, out yeah. of the box. Outside here, right? of the box, yeah. So maybe you could t- just comment on. Uh, um, you know, the defensive coaches mixing things, how they mix things up and, you know, showed, tried to show different things
3: and that side of the game plan for them.
0: Yeah, sure. No. Yeah, you're right, Mark. Um, you know, I thought Leslie Frazier, the defensive staff really came up with a, with a good game plan. They, they threw some dime uh, personnel out there. They, they, they changed some looks up up front, um, did some different things there. And I mean, that's what you got to do against against an offense coached by Andy Reid and and a a quarterback uh, of Patrick Mahomes caliber so um, you know they present a lot of challenges and I thought our defensive staff did a great job with the game plan and and the players let's not forget them they had to execute uh, and that's the key part of it and then uh, the second thing just Reggie Gilliam got a good number of snaps again uh, just kind of what do you like about uh, some of the things that he brings uh, that works his way onto the field yeah, I mean, Reggie's mindset, uh, his attitude, he embraces every and any role, special teams included. Um, and then, um, you know, he just, he brings a certain presence where you can do different things uh, with him, uh, whether it's in the backfield or out on the line of scrimmage as well. You you guys were healthier yesterday than you probably have been since week
3: one. But along with that comes some maybe tougher lineup decisions. Um, to sit, Zach. What what went into that decision? Uh, and, and just uh, in general, when you have to deal with those healthy and active players, how tough is that on a week to week basis to make those calls?
0: Yeah, those are those are tough decisions for sure, Jay. Um, you know, we try and communicate uh, the truth in in those situations to those players, especially the ones that are not you know not hurt. In this case, they're healthy scratches, right? So Zach's played really good football to this point. Um, it's nothing. He hasn't done. It's more of uh, wanting uh, from a game plan standpoint, uh, number one, but then also needing felt like some insurance to to Dawson's situation coming off of the the injuries he was coming off. of. Excellent. And then uh, I know you you kind of
3: briefly mentioned earlier, Spencer, you didn't have a lot of an update after the game. You maybe said there were a couple other guys that maybe were dinged up. Do you know of any other injuries that came out of the game? Uh, Any
0: updates on any of those guys? Yeah, just, uh, I think, uh, you know, we've talked about before Jackson and Benford both came back in, um, non-issued. It sounds like, uh, Kumro still still dealing with the high ankle obviously he didn't play yesterday. Uh, and then I think Taiwan has a little, little bit of a hamstring right now. So, uh, but all, all in all, we came out fairly well. Uh, so we'll, we'll, just continue to take it one, one day at a time here. Great. win! it is victory Monday, just assess, the uh... Just assess your team victory and how they played yesterday. Yeah, I mean, they, the way that they prepared, first of all, um, I think is, uh, needs to be mentioned that they prepared extremely well. They, they played hard. Uh, they were intense. I thought the leadership on our football team stepped up during critical moments of the game, at halftime included, and uh, their voice was heard, their, their presence and play was felt in, in the game as well, and um, I, thought it was, I thought it was a really good game by two really good and strong teams. Coach, I hate to go back to it, but how much did the, you know, the 13 seconds thing uh, help you in that last possession with there getting the pick? Yeah, I mean, we have been there before. Um, we've shown that that uh, you know that we've won close games uh, and executed at a high level in critical moments of of those games, which is important. So those those are things we've practiced, um, and and uh, yeah, this is its own team, right? This team is its own team and, and is developing its own identity, really. One more, if I may, Coach. In the trenches, Jordan Phillips was was a monster out there on the defensive
3: side. And Roger Sappho, nobody's talking about that. Where Chris Jones had to move over to the right over your right tackle because he couldn't get no 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 smoke
0: over there with Roger Sappho Just care to talk about how well your team played in the trenches there? Yeah, O line and D line, uh, I thought played their best game of the year, uh, which is what you have to do, uh, in particular as we move forward here. Um, great, great plans on both sides by by uh, Coach Cromer, Coach Washington, and and the players uh, were big time factors in the game on both sides of the ball.
4: Hey, Sean, I was wondering just what you made of Kair Elam's performance yesterday and what he's done through this point of the season.
0: Yeah, Catherine, you know it's. Uh, I told him after the game, for a young player to to you know maybe have the the game he had a week ago, which as he said was not up to his standard. Um, And then to be able to reset, come back and be mentally tough and and have the game he had yesterday, in particular, that pick in the end zone in the first quarter was a huge play for us. And and that just goes to show you how mentally tough he is and how how dedicated he is to improving his craft
4: and, and the
0: play and his play every week.
4: When he came out for a bit, was that just you guys want to keep rotating those rookies or what was the thought process behind that?
0: Yeah, Coach Butler just, you know, trying to keep his pulse on on where things were and changing some some things up. And Christian's played well also, although he's coming off the injury where he hasn't played for a few weeks. It was good to get him back in the mix as well.
4: Yeah. And I know you've touched on this before, but just as they keep kind of helping each other navigating this rookie season, what did you see from them, like getting ready for a game of this magnitude and then, you know, getting through the game itself?
0: Yeah, I thought it was it was interesting to see the look in some of their eyes some of the young players, uh, those two among, uh, among the other rookies as well, where um, the, the intensity of the environment, um, you know, you play in college and it's one thing and it's certainly intense in college, especially for those guys coming from the big schools, but uh, the NFL is in, in those moments is, is, is definitely different. And uh, I think those guys knew that they came out of a heavyweight fight and uh, but they benefited from going through that experience and the playing time that they did get in those experience in in that game yesterday. End of the first half there obviously you know the Chiefs get the ball back with a little bit of time left go down and kick a field goal. Um, How disappointing was it to see that especially given how similar it was to how the playoff game ended last year and then what does the team need to do to make sure that doesn't happen again if you're presented with a similar situation? Um, You know we had the first there was two plays there you know, you're trying to prevent a chunk. They've got one timeout left. You're trying to prevent a chunk, but also keep them in balance. So they use the timeout. We were, we were between two calls. We went with the one, if we'd made a tackle, we, we may have been able to, you know, help have them burn the timeout. Second call. Uh, we have a specific call, uh, specific to that exact situation. Um, and, uh, and we got to put them in that position, uh, so that we, so that they can execute. So, some things we can definitely do better there uh, in terms of putting them in position. And then you talk about yesterday going into the bye week
3: on a good note, the win, everybody feeling better for a player like Dawson Knox, who obviously has dealt with, you know, injuries and maybe hasn't had the start of a season that, you know, he'd like um, because of all those reasons. um, Just how good is it to have him go into the bye week on a high note and, you
0: know, get something to build on and not have to sit on maybe a slower start to the season than uh, he would have liked. You say Dawson, is that your thumb up? Dawson, yes, yeah. I mean, I said it after the game, AJ. I mean, what he's gone through, what he's been through off the field, the way he's persevered on the field, uh, the way his teammates have supported him, and the love that they've shown him and his family. I think it's just it's a uh, it's it's really nice to see him come through in a big in a big time moment of a big game like that. In terms of the big moments, uh, you know, just special to see that happen. Uh, and now he gets to, to at least take a deep breath and get some rest and spend some time with his family, which I know he's looking forward to.
3: Looked like you had some early success in the running games, specifically running behind Mitch Morse. Can you talk about how that strong start played into an overall good day for Devin Singletary in the running game and how Mitch Morse plays in to the overall success of the running game?
0: Right. Mitch is a, one of the leaders of, of our football team. I thought he had a a real good game yesterday, um, you know, against his former team, in fact, in this case. And, um, you know, Devin also, I thought, ran well. we got into a good rhythm. Uh, and it was in a good lather. And I thought really Dorsey, Coach Dorsey, did a really good job of keeping us into a two-dimensional style offense where we were harder to defend throughout the entire game, really, including one of the Josh's uh, runs on the last drive there to win the game. So um, just all in all, I thought our offensive line, Played really well in the backs, uh, the backs, uh, in this case, Devin executed. Any plans for the bye week outside of grinding over the Packers? <laughs> I live a boring life. <laughs> I'm staying in Buffalo.
5: Hey, Sean, um, I was curious, kind of going off that, why do you think the run game was able to have the success it did yesterday, especially early? What do you attribute that to?
0: Well, I I think it, number one, starts with game plan. Uh, Coach Cromer, Coach Dorsey put together a good, solid game plan, uh, as well as Ryan Wendell, our assistant offensive line coach. And um, and then the players went out and executed. It's got to start up front. And uh, you can have great game plans. uh, But if you're not winning at the line of scrimmage, if you're not moving people off the line of scrimmage with good pad level or winning your one-on-ones, better said maybe, then it makes for, it makes for uh, tough sledding up front in terms of getting a running game going, but uh, well, 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 well-schemed well-executed and and the guys really did a good job of uh, taking ownership of it.
5: I know we've talked a lot about it over the last couple of weeks and getting it going. Is that a really a positive sign for you going into the buy that it was able to get going, especially with Devin in the way that it was yesterday?
0: Well, I think so. Um, I really do. It's, it was an area that we've been focused on uh, improving and, and sometimes those things take time um, and it goes week to week. Sometimes you're going to have it. Sometimes you aren't It's just like anything else. But you've got to be able to pivot if you don't have it, um, just like your past game. If it's not there, you've got to be able to pivot and find another way to win. And I thought yesterday we were very two dimensional in our approach.
5: We talk a lot about Leslie and everything that he does and how he should get this head coaching opportunities and all that this defense to have them playing this way. And obviously the staff that you guys have, does he get enough credit for everything he does? I mean, does, is I don't know, do we, should we be talking about Leslie even more like what he's able to do with, you know, that defense with the guys you've had injuries and all that?
0: Yeah, Leslie does a tremendous job. He really does. And I'm, I'm glad uh, anytime you guys can mention him and the, the, shine the light on him and the work that he puts in, the job that he does. Our defensive staff, including Leslie, have done a phenomenal job. Um, really, our staff, uh, you know, on all three sides of the ball, have done a phenomenal job. The chemistry, uh, the way they collaborate and communicate has been phenomenal. Um, I think they've built a good rapport with the players to, to this point early in the season, albeit. Um, but I think they've done a phenomenal job. I was curious just watching Josh play yesterday
3: against a Steve Spagnola defense that obviously threw a lot at him and the way that he overcame it down the stretch as a defensive minded coach and I know now that you're well into your head coaching career you probably don't even consider yourself as much that anymore but just being able to pick Josh Allen's brain you know one of the best quarterbacks on the planet how much does that help you your staff you know from a defensive perspective knowing what one of the best in the game can do on a day-to-day basis
0: so if if I'm understanding Matt what the defense what our defensive staff learns by being around Josh is that what you're asking
3: yeah, like access to him, the relationship, the conversation. Yeah. You talked so much about the conversations you have with a lot of your guys. How much does that help? Having an elite player on the other side of the ball help that defense?
0: Oh, immensely. I mean, you know, I, I've learned personally. I've learned by being in our quarterback room and listening to to the, to the quarterbacks talk and diagnose defenses and what would what would give it offense problems. And so you're around that with Josh. I'd say the same thing probably with Vaughn. You pick each other's brains. You learn from one another uh, on the field, off the field and the players do the same thing. And as coaches, we do the same thing. I think that uh, kind of cross pollination helps a lot in terms of advancing and evolving.
3: And you were talking about, you know, you know, being in a situation before like 13 seconds and, and learning from it and adjusting, you know, Isaiah McKenzie has been in spots where he's had struggles before, you know, tough day for him yesterday. You know, how do you anticipate him responding and what did you see, you know, that maybe might've gone wrong for him yesterday?
0: I mean, uh, you know, I think maybe people see the play in the red zone, that first drive. And and I think you have to understand what we were trying to really get done there. Number one. And, um, and then number two, understand big picture wise, he was coming off of, um, you know, being out for a week there with a concussion. So it's his first game back and uh, that takes an adjustment period as well. And so we have, you know, full confidence in Isaiah. Um, didn't probably have the production that uh, a lot of people expected him to have, but uh, he's so mentally tough and, and such a big part of our team. We expect him to back to be back for the Packers game and, and play really well.
4: Hey, Sean, um, I had another question actually, just kind of about this rivalry with Kansas City. I know you've talked so much about how, it's good for the NFL when these games are as exciting as they are, but I was curious, big picture too, when you're so focused on preparing your team, getting your guys ready, like how much are you able to step back and kind of appreciate that bigger picture of what this is growing into in the NFL right now?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think I was, we were a couple series into the game and one of the officials on the sideline came over to me during the timeout and said, Hey, this is, this is unbelievable. He's like, this is a heavyweight fight. And, for an official to say that a veteran official at that, um, you just know that that's, it's just an awareness, I guess, around the NFL and, and a respect for, you know, across the teams here, the two teams that were involved yesterday. And, um, and so it's, it's a healthy, healthy environment for us to be in. We, we built this, uh, and got this to a spot where we're going to be hopefully able to sustain it. Um, and, uh, very thankful to be, around it. It doesn't happen everywhere. Um, I think we've got tremendous teamwork and collaboration inside of our building, not only on the football side, but also the business side and the operations uh, part as well. And so I think it's just been a great team effort and great to see the Buffalo Bills, um, you know, at this level and and on a consistent basis.
4: What is it like to be a part of something like that where, you know, it's so much of what you guys are doing here, but it also is being involved with another team, but like the whole league is watching basically like, what is it like just to kind of be in that situation?
0: Yeah, it's cool. I mean, you get a lot of text messages after the game from other coaches who watched the game on television or or people who were just fans watching the game and uh, how much they appreciate the quality of, this, of the play that was going on uh, specific to yesterday's game. And um, I think that's what you do. You respect, you know, we'll get a chance this weekend, maybe watch some other, other teams play more than we, we get normally. And, and you respect uh, when the game is played the right way and, and at a high level. Um, and that's what really you shoot for every week. It's, you're, you know, you're always trying to get there, get your team's quality of play to that level
2: each and every week. Kansas City and the Ravens, right? Those are big wins. We know those two teams, they don't lose to too many teams in conference. So how big are those wins in
0: conference regarding uh, home field? Yeah, I mean, two strong, two strong teams, well coached, one by Coach Harbaugh, one by Coach Reed, and, you could take it to, you know, what, what Mike Tomlin's done with Pittsburgh over the years as well. And so and we've, we've been on the road the first four of the six. Um, you know, we've played well on the road. We've played well at home. And we're looking forward to, uh, to the Packers game here to be able to be at home in front of our fan base again here in Buffalo. Hey Sean, now that you guys are through six games of this season, uh, Josh Allen has a new franchise record for passing touchdowns through the first six games. How impressed have you been with his start to the season? I know you get to see it every day out of him, but how impressed have you been uh, with his ability to really put it together when the team needs it most and, and be the catalyst for the offense
5: and the defense too?
0: Yeah, I mean, he's the face of the franchise, face of the organization. And he's just grown leaps and bounds uh, through his career to this point, Maddie. And it's been fun to watch having, you know, a front row seat to watch his development watch his growth. He seems so comfortable in his own skin, off the field, on the field, his leadership um, and his influence on, on our team, on our organization. I mean, just really fun to watch. And as, as big as some people made the game yesterday for him to continue to be who he is, uh, and very comfortable in that game, um, again says a lot about who he is and and, uh, and what is where, where he's on his way as as a as a football player, and uh, and not only the face face of our franchise but the face of the NFL.
1: Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.